Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049, the Horn Hump Day edition of Ball Don't Lie. Uh, also, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. We'll get to that coming up just a little bit later on in the show. Before we do all of that, let's let you know exactly what's on the docket for the day. The Longhorns put a whipping on the Maggies. We'll start off talking about that. That puts everybody in a good mood. Uh, some Texas Spring football nuggets we'll throw in there as well. Also, how about the Basketball Hall of Fame? We'll get into that too. KD making his returns. We'll get some NBA news, notes, and nuggets. Also, we'll get into the uh, latest in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes and the Lamar Jackson saga and the drama. Uh, Jim Ursay keeps it a little too real. We'll talk about that. Aaron Rodgers uh, didn't even pick up the phone or answer the calls of the Green Bay Packers. We just found that out over the uh, offseason. We'll get into that. Uh, Bucky Brooks' latest mock draft. Jerry Jones revealing something about the Cowboys roster construction. We'll talk about that, too, and the Cowboys making a special visit with a wide receiver prospect. Before we talk about that, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. He is the Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? Man, what is happening? It's a good day. It's hump day. That means that we're all trending in the right direction. We got Rodney Terry as the head coach. We beat the Aggies yesterday, and I know that everybody mm-hmm. is excited because we got a special guest again today. Talk about it. We talked about it yesterday. We had TJ Ford. Speak today, on. Major League Baseball starts their season tomorrow. And what better way to talk about it than having our man Chipper Jones come on? Woo! Chipper Jones will be on with us today at 430. Nice. But let me talk about the man that is also a legend. I love sitting across from him every single day because he brings the energy because he hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babies. Appreciate the intro as always, my man. Let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid, but we do know that he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis. That's actually his name via Twitterverse, too. What's going on, Patrick? <laughs> I'm doing good, doing good. All right, uh, Patrick back with us, too. Uh, you feeling better today? Feeling yeah, better We're yesterday. back up to like 90% now. Oh, we're getting yeah. close. Oh, yeah, that you, voice sounds better, too. Yeah, you ready to play this? You 90% you can play. Yeah. Uh, you was actually playing yesterday, and you was like 70%. So. All right, it was the flu game for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He played in the flu game. <laughs> no load management for my man, Patrick Not Davis. at all. Uh, you can reach out to us via the Specs text line. That's a great way to do it. 512-337-3776. You also can reach out to us via Twitter. Harge is at HardballHarge. Any Twitterverse, my man, Patrick Davis, at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, we got a lot to get into. Uh, there's a lot to unpack with this Texas, Texas A&M game victory for the Longhorns, 5-2 over the Aggies. We're going to start there, and we're going to kind of work our way, uh, throw in some spring football nuggets that are out there as well. Got to get hard just thoughts, though, about this Texas baseball team fitting in a row. Yeah, fitting. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most impressive of those fitting right yeah, there yeah. against the Aggies. So we'll get into that, and also we can start talking NBA. KD making his return, Love reportedly. It. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And the Basketball Hall of Fame, gentlemen, it's mm-hmm. out. Uh, I got to get <laughs> 
Because Spurs, that Spurs being uh, going into the Hall of Fame, one of the greatest Mavericks out there. I know Spurs fans got something to say about that. <laughs> so, uh, and Patrick, he's our resident Spurs fan, so I want to get his thoughts about it. And Mavs fans, we don't have like any real Mavs fans on the show, but I've talked to enough Mavs fans and know enough of them. They don't necessarily like going. Their, their greatest player, Dirk, going in with D Wade. Yeah. They, see, that is extremely disrespectful. Oh, yeah. Going to some of the old school storylines. Uh, but it is a Love great it. class. It's a great uh, Hall of Fame class, though. And, I mean, the Spurs got uh, multiple shots. So we'll we'll get into that and talk about it coming up a little bit uh, later on. Uh, sorry, next segment, actually. We'll get into that. Talk about the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame uh, inductees and uh, the really the Texas teams getting some shout outs there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we'll get into uh, the uh, Arthur Blank, who gave a really interesting reason for his dis interest in Lamar Jackson kind of opens up a new layer in the a new chapter uh, in the conversation about Lamar Jackson also Jim Irsay may have said a little too much said the quiet part out loud I believe yeah. <laughs> he might have got caught up because keeping it a little too real during those owners meetings so we'll get into that too coming up when we do NFL news notes and nuggets and also we got Cowboys discussion we always do all right let's start off Horace talking about the Texas baseball team because I, I think now a lot of folks who were I don't know if they were critical of the 14-game win streak. I can be critical of a 14-game win streak. But they thought the 14-game win streak uh, was a little suspect uh, because there weren't a lot of uh, big-time, legitimate national contenders uh, Mm -hmm. uh, within that 14-game. And that's fair, by the way. That's a fair fair criticism of that winning streak. Uh, I'm not saying the Aggies are a powerhouse or anything like that. But to go on the road... Um, and beat your rival in Aggieland, and to do it honestly, you you left some you left some meat on that bone. You we did. all know that we uh, they beat them five two hearts. That's a that's a huge step for a, a a relatively young team for the most part. Absolutely, and this is something that you and I have been talking about from the very beginning. We talked about, hey, do we need a panic button? I said, not yet. Let's just let it play out. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Because I got a chance to witness some of the other teams that are across the country and how Texas would have matched up. Now, you also got to remember you had uh, transfer in Porter Brown, who, by the way, was Big 12 Player of the Week. You got a transfer in Garrett Gilmet. You got Jack O'Dowd playing second base, who hadn't played basically in two seasons because he didn't play at Vanderbilt, and then he transferred to the University of Texas. And you had Mitchell Daly, who's now playing shortstop, playing second base for both of those days. And nobody knew what Murph Staley was going to be last year for the University of Texas. And then you couldn't That's get true. him you couldn't get him out of the lineup yeah. because he started wearing it out and started making a name for himself. So and then you bring in some freshmen as well and try to jumble it all together and make yourself some jambalaya. So you had <laughs> to see what was going to happen with this squad. And as the games continued to play, because what was the first thing I told you, Rod? I said, this is a very long season. Mm -hmm. This baseball is one of those things that you can catch uh, lightning in a bottle or you can just start looking at the toilet, just drain, drain, drain. Well, they didn't do that. They they were fourteen or four and seven yeah. after that the I, beginning of the season three weeks ago, and then they went came back and won fifteen straight games. Now, in between there, people would have been critical of them if they lost any of those games, right? Because you're not playing against a powerhouse. You're not playing all these other teams. What's wrong with you? Oh my God, fire him! Get him out of here! And I kept saying, just let it play out. We're still a long way away from it, but I did say. Watch when they get to Big 12 play. 
because I've seen a lot of the Big 12 teams, and these guys will be able to compete in the Big 12. That has been my whole thing. That has been my story, and that has been my message. And then you go and you add in, okay, well, they're about to go on the road. Well, they went to A&M. A&M was reeling. They had lost three straight to Tennessee, who, by the way, ranked number 12 mm-hmm. in the nation at the time when they played them in Texas, went down there and handled their business. So going back to your point about leaving a lot of meat on that bone, they left 15 men in scoring position. They left 15 yeah, that's, men that's in what, scoring that's position. That's the meat I'm talking about. Yes. That's crazy. Yes, and they, still won the game. And a lot game. of their hits were singles. That's a great point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they like were, They've been scrapping for singles. They had one extra base hit. Yes. But and they it was, 15 hits, one extra base hit, correct? Yeah, and it was the Porter Brown double. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you start looking at how this team continues to answer the bell. Did they feel the ball well? No, not at all. And that's another thing. You get comfortable to fielding ground balls on turf, and then you go play on a regular mm. field with some dirts involved. It's a little bit rough. They it may is. need to go over to Downs over there off 12th Street and take some ground balls <laughs> because they need to figure out what's going on. Bounce is a little yeah, different. Yeah, bounce is a little More bit bounce different. Bounce to the outside. Yes, <laughs> and get them some work on that thing because some of these other fields may be dirt fields, and you're going to have to go out there, and you don't want it to cost you late in the ball game. And that's one of the things that I continue to look at. So this team is growing up right before our very eyes. They're going out there and competing. They're extending innings. Mm -hmm. They're extending their bats. And they're still throwing strikes on the mound. Even when things look a little sketchy, they're still finishing out the games and they're doing what they're supposed to do. And last night, I know a lot of people have been critical of Coach Pierce bringing in Lucas Gordon and uh, Zane Morehouse last night. But let me just tell you this. In these situations, Zane Morehouse is probably going to be the back end of the bullpen at some point. I mean, they're still trying to figure this whole thing out. But Lucas Gordon last night when he went in, that's basically his side day. Yeah. So this is an in-between start. He didn't go out there and throw a ton of pitches. As a matter of fact, Lucas Gordon threw 15 pitches. During that time. So I I understand where people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he threw his Friday starter. He would have threw a bullpen that day anyway. Sound like Dickie V a little bit. Though. Well, I didn't try to. You know? <laughs> I wanted to be Coach Terry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I sit here and I look at it, and sometimes people just, they need to relax a little bit. Every hmm. once in a while, we all get worked up. I do it, too. I came in here at the very beginning. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know about this team. I'm looking at them, all these guys. They're bringing in all these other people. And then I got a chance to watch them play. Then I got a chance to watch other teams play. And I'm like, hey, guys, Texas isn't that bad. Texas isn't that bad. Yep. Coach Coach Ty Harrington said the same thing, something very similar. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, it's, it's, it's actually they're closer to winning these games than you think. Exactly. They were just it – was, it, was it was just too many mistakes that compounded over time, but they were close. And what I think the point that he made, and he, he was on B&E earlier this week. Uh, I forget what day. I think day. he comes I on you, on Tuesday. I think on he Tuesday. comes on yesterday. Um, yeah, he did. And he yeah. always does a great job, of course. And he talked about you – know, you can tell they had the competitive spirit. Yes, the competitive spirit was there for that group. Um, they just were making t- a lot of mental mistakes and a lot of what would be considered kind of um, you know just mental errors right. as a team. Uh, but they've cleaned a lot of that up yep. over the fourteen games, and I think it's paid huge dividends for them. And like obviously fifteen straight games. And you talked about this 
uh, yesterday. I don't know if we brought it up on air, but I think you saw it when you watched the game. Uh, and because the the Aggies, I mean, you can say what you want. We talk obviously a lot of trash about the Aggies, joke about them a lot. The jokes write themselves, uh, but they represent. And they always going to show up. They support their teams. Yep. And the students, uh, would you say, how many, what did you say, how, how long they were, before they, the game? 90 they were minutes up? before the game, they yeah. were already lined up outside. Yeah. And then they were they got in at 4 o'clock. The game wasn't until 6. Yeah. They got into the stadium. And I have a, I have a bunch of buddies whose uh, kids go to Texas A&M. I'm still friends with them. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, don't hey, judge them for that. I, I, don't, I right. don't. I love those kids. I love those kids. <laughs> But I, he sent me a video, and he was like, look, these dudes are already there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're definitely – one thing you can always say about the Aggies, they're going to show up and support the team. Now, they may not stay the whole time, but they're going to be there at the very beginning. <laughs> they're going to be there, and they're going to be loud, and especially when you're playing the Texas Longhorns. So, uh, it was great atmosphere, as always. I, I was texting with uh, Kyle Peterson. We've had KP on the show with us. Uh, he was calling the game last night for SEC Network, and he said the energy in the stadium was electric. It was still nice. exciting to be there. Yeah. You could still have everybody that's involved in it. It was a good deal. So it was exciting. Uh, yeah, exciting for a lot of reasons, uh, not only because Texas, uh, they did their thing and found a, uh, found a way to win on the road tough envi- in a tough environment. Uh, but the, uh, there, was a, there was, I don't even, a semi-streaker? Yeah, he had, he, he had clothes on. He had clothes. Yeah, he, he had, had clothes. Yeah, he, he had mask on. Yeah, and then he also had some, some shorts, some tights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah. what they were. Yeah. So it's a clothes semi streaker. Turns out now we know who the streaker is. They yeah, shot we do. Tommy and CB. I've been see. I've you been know CB sent it to us. Yeah, on it like that. Uh, so we know who the streaker was, and it was a student athlete for the Aggies. Yeah. Turns out his name was Spencer Werner. Werner. Yep. Yep. Cross country, <laughs> cross runner. country running. That's why he just well, did. He, he got caught after he got over the wall. Oh, right? like as soon as he landed behind the wall, they were right there waiting on him. They were waiting uh, to tase him. They were like, "Hey," he was like, "Don't shoot! Don't tase me, bro!" <laughs> so he don't did not me, get tased. No, he was. He, as soon as he jumped over that fence, they was waiting on him. Drawn, he just stopped and laid there. Um, I thought his um, his mask. Choice was interesting. You like that? Uh, I think Craig Way liked it too. So, a matter of fact, we do have Craig Way's call of the semi streaker for your enjoyment because uh, Craig <laughs> Way, he's the best in the business. So, he always keeps it professional but always makes it entertaining. So, here's uh, Craig Way, the voice along is courtesy of the IMG Radio Network. So, shout out to them. Uh, Craig Way on the call. I believe you hear Big Red Keith Moreland on here as well. Here's uh, Craig Way's call of the semi streaker during the Texas Texas Enemy game. Time called again. Oh, we've got a fan on the field. That's what it is. Jim Schlossnagel pointed it out. It is a fan wearing, uh, he's going to go around in various stages of undress. See, nobody moving to him, no security people. Now he's charging across center field. He made a big loop from first base out to third. Well, he got no way to get out in center. Yeah, he's heading toward the alley, right toward the 400-foot sign and deepest center field, trying to climb the wall. That's not going to work. Trying. Oh, wait, here he goes. Got a leg over. I'm also seeing some. Here of, comes security now. Yep. Heavy duty security. Yep. And uh, they will deal with him now. Uh, 
he he came out and he was wearing um, what looked like, if you're a fan of the uh, Star Wars uh, catalog and the uh, Star Wars franchise, a Darth Maul mask. It's what I agreed with shorts, and then uh, revealed some of himself to everyone, and then went running across the outfield as the pitch goes down. He decided and away. he wanted to go to jail tonight. Yeah. Uh, all right, and he as, decided he wanted to go to jail tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone tells I don't know. Someone said he's the streaker moon the crowd. That's not true, is it? No, he did. He didn't moon the crowd. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, it's in the video. He really did. I didn't see the video of it. He mooned the crowd. Why yeah. didn't Craig Way say that? In the, in the, he said he revealed some of himself throughout. Oh, <laughs> Craig Way kept it. Oh, like, you know, oh, you know, he's so classy. classy. You know, he's he classy. He kept it too classy. I, uh, I didn't even know based on the the play by play <laughs> that he had mooned the crowd. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Texter, for giving me the uh, the lowdown there. No, yeah. I didn't mean I didn't mean lowdown. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. So uh, shout out to my man Craig Way, and yes, shout CB sent it to us, but it was Kyle Umlang, I believe, that yeah. actually did the deep. I research and we know um, nobody has more disdain for the Aggies uh, <laughs> and puts it in a more eloquent or articulate uh, fashion than my man Colin Lane. Hey, he made a, he wrote a book. He wrote a damn book about and it. And I have it. <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, I have the book. I, I believe it sold a lot of copies. <laughs> it did. Uh, people love that damn book. Uh, it, it's a it's a great coffee table book. To shout it out is. to my man Kramer from Seinfeld. That's right. Great coffee table book for all Longhorn fans out there. One hundred percent. Okay. Oh, but by the way, anytime we get an excuse to play this, I have to do it. It is just it's part of it. Uh, I've always <laughs> I've always admired Craig Way's. You know, his play-by-play eloquence. I mean, he's just a play-by-play genius. And when he's thrown into a situation where he's got to improvise, it's even more glaring. Like I said, he made that PG, he made that clip PG-13 with a dude yeah. moving the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't even know it. You, you still were entertained by it. He's just a genius like that. Probably one of the greatest examples of this was, I believe, after one of the high school football championships and the runaway golf cart. Nobody oh, yes. was seriously hurt, but there were people at the time that were, you know, hurting at the time. But they weren't seriously hurt by this. Uh, but there was a, one, a runaway golf cart. I believe one of the pylons got stuck potentially on the gas. Mm-hmm. And like somebody like threw it or something, tried to throw it into the golf cart. And, they got something else. and then that's, I believe that's the reason that it went, you know, haywire. But Craig Way had to call this action. Most people have not heard this before, but it is brilliant. It is a great way. He was just he was just doing the post game like he normally does, and then all hell broke loose. <laughs> but listen to the brilliance of one C what. Uh, we've had a disturbance down on the field where uh, during the celebration, apparently one of the, one of the carts on the field apparently got loose, and there have been some. Folks, I think, injured in this, and you'll see. Oh, my. And that that's like a runaway cart there, and <laughs> it finally took someone to stop it. And folks injured there, and you hope it's not serious, but that's a, that's a scary thing there with that cart racing through and knocking some folks down and getting some people down on the field and Representatives of the UIL staff, I think, okay, but well, that's that's a scary thing to have happen there. As uh, that cart just got loose, it's brilliant. Like he didn't turn off the play-by-play. No, 
He and then, and then expressed the concern. He was breaking it. Expressed the yeah. concern and also expressed, you know, the uh, the care with the play by play. And oh, it's just just brilliant. He Nobody was smooth. here. He's so he's just so smooth. Somebody says uh, Irving LFC fan says bring back the unnecessary censorship of Craig Way. We could bring it back. We probably could do it with that clip from him uh, doing the play by play of the of the semi streaker. We could. I mean, Craig, I mean, do we know? Did you know that he? Fell over during the Elite Eight. Who? Craig. He fell over. Apparently, his seat, like the, he, he fell the back off the seat and continued to call action. Whoa! As he fell back. Yeah, when the dude from uh, Miami, when the dude from yeah. Miami ran into the scorers table. Yeah, it was Craig, Seth Golden, Babalu. They were all in the same area, and Craig just kept talking. Oh, as we? he was, as he was laying. <laughs> I back. don't have audio of this. I just said we do. We, we do. need to find audio. Need Craig to find did not tell me at what point it was. And okay, then, I went to text Craig and find out what moment. But I know he, Craig was. I know everyone was asking him how he was doing when we were at the press conference yesterday. Oh man! But he, I, professionalism. You apparently couldn't tell very much because he kept going. I was yep. gonna say, there's no. I mean, I, I would have heard about it by now. Somebody, CV, somebody would have said, "Oh yeah. man, did you hear the call of Greg Way yeah. when he ended up, you know, getting run over or falling on his chair." No, the, uh, yeah, his it's, it's unbelievable how this guy can just stay with the crystallized focus, dialed in, no matter what is going on around. Just chaos happening around him. Yeah, dialed uh, uh, in. That is, okay, we got. I'll, I'll text Craig and I'll ask him. All right, hey man, I need to know. At what point during the game you're playing? Play, did you? I'm sure you he's fall, listening. Fail, and then we got to go try to find. Can we? Do we have access to the game? I mean, I have access to everything. Okay, oh, that's, that, that's our guy right okay, there. Okay, and then we'll have to try to find. Find. He'll he'll let us know the portion of the game. Then we'll try to find if we can identify through the audio when he. You know, maybe we'll have, we'll test the crowd and see if they can try to figure out which clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When actually gets uh, falls out of his chair or whatever, that might yep. be a little game we play. And then, yes, Patrick, we have had a request to bring back the unnecessary censorship of Craig Way, which I must know is I am not the genius behind the unnecessary censorship of Craig Way. I stole the idea from Jimmy Kimmel and then started using it on air. But it is the producer that is the genius behind it. I'm just I'm the Steve Jobs that just brags about how brilliant my idea was, but I'm not the programmer that actually does it. Patrick's <laughs> yeah. the one that's got to do it. So it, it really you got to ask Patrick. It, if it, it just it. takes a little bit of time to it go ta- through. Yeah, it, 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 I don't do anything but talk it, about it. <laughs> it takes to listen through probably, I don't know, 100, 150 highlights to try and find stuff and then cut them down to a mound. And then, yeah. Totally agree. That's it okay. just takes a little bit of time somebody, that I don't somebody, always have. Somebody said yeah. it sounded like Aunt Bunny falling down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Jesus, oh, Lord, Aunt Bunny. <laughs> no, really, I got to find I didn't even know that. I oh, oh, you know, since we're talking about Craig Way, you know what? We got to do it since we're talking about Craig Way. So I heard Craig Way on today with Light the Tower. And we were just talking. 10 to 12 right here on 104.9 The Horn. Shout out. And we were just talking about yesterday you found the little nugget, little factoid about Coach Collier. Yep. Zay's dad, mm-hmm. Coach Collier, who was the longtime coach, decades-long coach there at Bowie High School, gave Rodney Terry actually one of his first jobs when he hired Rodney Terry that he had been in a movie. Yep. Uh, and what was the name of the movie? The, the Quiet. Quiet. The Quiet, the right? Quiet, I still yeah. got to watch that. I got to put yeah. that on my movies. I got to put that up there. I'm going to watch The Quiet, try to find Zay's, Zay's pops in there, Coach Collier in there somewhere. 
Um, hell, and you can go look at my man Harge. He's in the rookie. There it is. <laughs> you go, there it you is. Go, he got a little couple of cameos I there. I do in the got a couple of them. You can go now. check that out. All That's right. That's right. Well, come to find out now, we got to give another shout out to Craig Way, who also had a brief acting career and revealed that today on Light the Tower. I did hear him say I'm that. I'm like, hold up. I've been, I work with Craig for damn near a decade and knowing this man forever and, and an admirer, but also a friend. And just found out this dude's been in a movie. Okay, he, he said he doesn't have an IMB uh, page. Yet. No speaking part no speaking in it. Part. He just an extra. Didn't have his sad, sad card as I was talking about yesterday. Yes, he didn't have it. He said. But also, he ironically, they're both like movies about cults. Oh, man. I don't know how he, and he said basically, basically back then when he was being asked to do this stuff, everybody was obsessed with cults in it. I mean, this is actually after Jonestown, that kind of stuff. So it was like the country was obsessed with cults. So it's, it's not that crazy. So we're making movies. The art was reflecting, you know, the time. And so the movie is Split Image. I believe I'm right about this. If I'm wrong, Craig Well, hit me up and let me know. He said Split Image. It's an American drama film directed by Ted Kotcheff starring... Uh, Michael O'Keefe, Karen Allen, Peter Fonda, James Woods, Brian Dennehy. And it's about, it tells the story of an all-American college athlete who becomes involved in a youth-oriented cult and his family struggle to bring him home. Mm. And I believe Craig Way says he's like, in the, like it's early on, like in one of the opening scenes. Ah. If I'm not mistaken. It's in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, go check it out. They, they were getting into this and I was like, what the? That's crazy. Or maybe it's not. Yeah, I think it was the 11 o'clock cop, if I'm not mistaken. I listened to the whole thing, but I listened to the horn all day, so it all, you guys all run together a little bit. <laughs> right. Uh, and then he was in another movie, he said. So I guess Craig Way got the acting bug, all right? In Heavenly Deception was the name of the movie, and he said it was like, it was so bad. Not bad, but it was it was not made for big screen. It was kind of one of those movies that was... Um, Straight to video. Yeah, I guess if you want to call it that. Yeah. yeah, I think he called it an industrial film or whatever yeah. the hell that means. I'm not sure. Straight uh, to video. But I do know that uh, Jurassic Monty. Oh yeah. Said who who's been in the film industry. I mean, he's for a very yeah, long been a time. Screenwriter. That's what he does. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a film guy. He says he was gonna find these particular films and watch them. So. Hey Monty, I I I want to. If you get a copy of these damn movies that Craig's in and get screenshots, he's gonna send screenshots of them. I want to know. I want to know. Uh, I want a review. Yeah. Can give a review. Or was it a blackbuster review? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he can give the blackbuster <laughs> review, but I want a review of, and I I would like to watch him too if Jurassic Monty can find him. That'd be oh, uh, great. Yeah, yeah. So there you go, Craig Way had to reveal that. We now we we didn't know Coach Collier was right in feature films. We just found out Harge was in the rookie like a couple of months ago. Yep, and now we learned that Craig Way Love also uh, got we, the uh, acting. Hey, you're for around a while. stars, and I, well, let's just bring it all out because hey, yo, I didn't realize that you was almost the Bachelor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait, you said that to me. I'm like, hold up, what you say? I was I wasn't almost a Bachelor. I was almost one of the men on the Bachelorette because I went to interview. Same thing. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I was out. No, I went to interview for the Bachelor. That's what I went to interview for. And then basically, cause I, and I was like, I want to be the first Black Bachelor. I want to make some history here. She's yeah. like, she's like, oh, that's great. And I, I got interviewed for like forty five minutes. There was like a video of this and everything. I have no idea what the hell it is. And, uh, and it was a bit for the show actually. And uh, she said, you're probably not gonna be the Bachelor. And I was like, that sucks. She's like, but we'd love you to be one of the guys on The Bachelorette. And I was like, all right. 
I was like, I ain't got nothing going on. I just got done playing ball. I just started doing radio. I was yeah, like, you know yeah. what? I'll do it. I think I asked like um, John and Danny and them. They were like, oh, cool. It'd be a great bit. We don't know how long you got to be gone. We were working right. out. I was like, yeah, cool. Nice. Get all that done. Because it was, it was like a, a bit for the I think we had a, man, who was it that went with me? Um, Garrett. It yeah, was yeah, Garrett, yeah, 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 Garrett. Yeah, yeah. He went with me. So I had a witness to this and everything. And it was at the old, um, man, what are you, bowling? It's off of South Lamar. You know it. It's I like, know exactly. Oh, like uh, the highball? Yes. Yes. That's what, exactly where it was. They did it there. Okay. And then I, so I went there and she was like, no, you're not going to be the bachelor. And I was like, all right, but if I can be one of the guys in the bachelorette, that's cool with me. I was dating a young lady who I'm now married to. And I asked her, we had just started dating. <laughs> and I said, hey, I, I'm going to go do the bachelorette. And I told her at the time, dude, I told her, I said, listen, and I win, I'm going to pick you. I'm going to win the whole damn thing. Get down to the wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get to the finals. Me, some other dude, and, her, and then I'm gonna be like, you know what, man? What I realized through this process, and have my own thing. Yeah, you already knew Boom. what you was gonna you know say, I mean? and I was going, I was basically propose to her. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, on the, with the nation watching. Yeah, and then have the, have my own reality TV. Kind oh of, yeah, you was gonna be. Yeah, you was gonna set launch it your off. career. I'm gonna, say, I'm, gonna launch, I'm gonna set it off. Yeah, set it off. Yeah. And then we gonna have our own little yeah, reality yeah. TV. I'm, I'm in on this. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm in. It was a little spinoff idea. Dude, it was I gonna be it. brilliant. I bought in. Right. And then I told her she was like. If you do that, I'll break up with you. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell? I'm telling Baby, you. Baby, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Go with the, you're on the this plan. Is, this is for work. This is for work. Yes. No, no, it really was. Your boy was going to win it. Yes. I know how to work reality TV. It ain't, yeah. it ain't that It ain't that hard. You just got to be the most interesting person on the damn show. And you would definitely have, have so, fit that bill. Acted a damn fool yes. for a while. And they'd be like, man, it's too so entertaining. We got to keep him on the show. And then at the end, I'd be like, you know what? I don't want this. I realized what I really want. And uh, it's a woman I left. I left it. I left her to be on this damn show, and I realized that was a mistake. And I'd have been through this whole thing, heart, you know, what I mean, heart wrenching. Oh man, you would have had America bought in, and then propose right there on the show tour. And I told her, I'll propose to you right there on national TV, and then the world would have to wait for yes. the reunion, and everything to figure out what happened. <laughs> Your boy had it all planned out. She was like, nah. The, the, I, the I, best part is you said the world would have had to wait, uh, to wait. for the reunion The Bachelor episode. was like really popular back then. I know it was popular now. Back then it was like really popular. Yeah, it was brand new. Dude, it was, was part of uh, the thing. Your boy was going to take it over then. And then, and then, like I said, at, at the time, I had, you know, we had just started dating. So I was like, you know what? But I really liked her. Right, right. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> so your boy said, all right, you know, I'm done. They, said, they, they, they contacted your boy about it and I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I was gonna do. I, I had my mind made up. I, oh, trust me. I see it. I and, could. I could. I would have watched well, it. And it was the same. Because I don't even watch it yeah. at all. And strangely, it was the same advice that I gave. Because strangely, I got a connection to Bachelor, uh, <laughs> um, Jesse Palmer. Yeah. Who was one of your one of your bachelors. teammates? One of my teammates in New yes. York. You know who they asked also to do the Bachelor? Chris Sims. Well, I mean, you got and Matt he, Nordstrom being yeah, the most eligible yeah. bachelor in Dallas. And Sims turned it down mostly because he was like, they'll never take you seriously as an NFL quarterback <laughs> right. if you have a reality TV show like that. And, and Jesse already, didn't care. He married his high school sweetheart either. Yeah, and Danielle. Jesse didn't care. Yeah. He was like, I'm not going to be an NFL quarterback. And yeah, I look yeah. good. I want to be on <laughs> exactly. TV. And Here he's I go. He's yes. on TV. He played like he's he was, on, you was about to play it. He was on, no, he's on TV. That's what No, I'm saying. You was going to play it the right way. And it worked out. Perfectly, you boy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even be here today. I'd be on. I'd be on TV somewhere. 
Yeah, matter of fact, I probably wouldn't be working. I'd probably made enough cash. Oh yeah, you'd have been chilling. Career and been chilling. You'd have been like Rachel Lindsay. Yeah. You'd have been hosting a talk show because <laughs> she was the Bachelorette and exactly. she was from Texas. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, UT was there working in the organization mm. at UT when Kevin yep. Durant was a basketball That's right. player. Here, you're right about that. We talked about it. I yep. interviewed her at the, at the Sugar Bowl. I mean, at the national championship exactly. game, I interviewed her. She was like, "Yeah, I used to work at UT. That's how she knew Chip." Come on now. Yeah. Now she's in the entertainment now industry. Now she's entertainment. Come on, man. Yes. Easy money. I don't know. Like I said, she, wifey didn't go for it, so we here. Hey. You know what I mean? I'll come to work every day from 3 <laughs> to 7, making sure that you, the fans, enjoy your time on the road. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know what? I, I, told, I told Sims to do the same thing. And Sims was like, nah, I'm not going on the show. I was like, dude, go in there and just propose to your, go win the damn thing because they want you to win because you got a big yeah. name. They want yeah. you to make it to, to the finals anyway. They'll, they'll usher you through the finals. And then on the finals, just propose to your high school girlfriend or fiance. And then everybody will be like, he's awesome. He's amazing. This is great. And he didn't do it. Dog, My plans have been shattered. Dog, y'all would have definitely needed some blue chew during that time. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, yeah, you'd be like Nick Cannon. Says, I'd be like Nick Cannon. If I had that blue chew, I would have been like that. I'd be like Nick Cannon. That's for sure. I love it. Uh, all right. That's, That's enough man. random discussion. No, I love here. it. I love uh, it. Let's get to the Basketball Hall of Fame <laughs> and talk about KD's return. Right here on Baldo Live, wonderful down the horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick plays jams from a particular soundtrack. And based on those selections, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. Oh, man. Is it this trick? This got anything? This is bringing up anything for you, Harge? Wow. Not yet. But, I, I, but I, I tell you what, this this would have been good for Smooth Swole Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I know. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you're right. It would have been Ain't good. Ain't this Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yes, sir. Yeah. Great job, Horch. Great job there. Yeah, I got nothing right now. All right. Well, we had to we had to kill the Specs text line temporarily until well, we, we, we at least got to give it a puncher's chance here. Yeah. Let's try to see if we can get it. Yeah. What's All the right. name of this song? Can't Hide Love. Ooh. Is it mm. about uh, is it about Rob being on The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I found love. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I found love. Yeah. I would just I want the world to know. <laughs> I told her, I said this would be the greatest marriage proposal Ever. in the history of reality TV. Ever. Woman, what are you talking about? They be talking about this for decades. I'm gonna win the decades. whole damn thing, and I'm gonna go, I'll go dedicate it to you. What you mean? This is gonna be amazing. Oh man, they would have they would have been be loving the, you on the weekends the, when you come back for UT football right? games. Come on, that's a Taj Mahal of reality TV moments I'm talking about here, and she declined it. Oh Can yeah, you believe it? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do understand what she's talking about. I really, yeah. I really understand. I it. just don't understand. I, yeah. I, I was, I thought, I thought, I, was, I thought I had pitched it. I thought I sold it. I did not. Uh, all right, Spex X line. Hey, you were a great pitch man. Oh. She just wasn't swinging and she missing. Uh, no. You know what? But now she says, you know what? Now. 
don't actually know what I've done. I think she just didn't trust me back then. Hello, it was new. It was new. I was like, nah, you could have trusted your boy. I'm, I'm a man of my word. Yes, All right? she was not feeling that, bro. I'm a one-woman man for the most part. <laughs> What's y'all high up for show? Sure. My whole life. My whole life, you know. Put him on the man. It's like 85, 90%. What do you mean? That is, yeah, that is great. That, that is, is great. For the most part, like, oh, uh, my God. Uh, Bill Clinton said that once. Oh, <laughs> All my right, gosh. Uh, let's get to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Adrian Wozorowski. Wozorowski. Uh, he reported this. ESPN sources said that uh, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Gasol, Tony Parker, Becky Hammond, and Popovich, Greg Popovich, are among the finalists who've been elected into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame class of 2023. Formal announcement will come at the Final Four in H-Town this weekend. How about that? Hey. I love it. Patrick, I, love it. I know you got to be excited. How about I man, the Spurs love on here, man? A lot of Spurs Tony love. Tony Parker, Popovich, then Becky And Ham- Becky Hammond. I was going to say, Becky Hammond, most people associate her NBA. But she years. played for the San Antonio. She, yeah, she played for the Silver Stars. That's right. She was her. There you go. All San Antonio love then. Got a side story for you on um, Becky Hammond. My wife, Lindsay, professional, former professional soccer player, played in, in Colorado. Her and her roommates actually rented out Becky Hammond's house in Colorado. So she lived in Becky Hammond's house. Hold up. Because Becky went to Colorado State. Becky went to Colorado State. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And that's actually where I met her. You met your wife at Becky Hammond's house? <laughs> yes. Okay. That is fantastic. Yeah. That is a, that is great. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> now I have even more questions, but yeah. I don't know if we yeah. have enough time. No, I we love don't. that. We don't. We don't. <laughs> that is a random connection. Yeah, that's to what I'm saying. Hammond. Yeah, like Becky Hammond. That is really Becky, cool. Becky with the good hair. Ben. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. I don't know if that. Yeah. I want to get that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Tony Parker, Becky Hammond, and Greg Popovich going in as finalists for representing the Spurs. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki representing the uh, Dallas Mavs, so the Mavs get some love there. Apparently, Mavs fans are upset going in that Dirk Nowitzki is going in with Dwayne Wade. It doesn't matter. You wait, better be glad he's just going wait, wait, in. Wait, wait, for the record, it's the NBA Hall of Fame, first of all. So yes. it's the easiest Hall of Fame to get into. They're both first ballot Hall of Famers. You could have said when they both retired the same year, they're going into the Hall of Fame the same year. Together. Like, there, yeah, there was, not there, like there's the, never been a doubt. They are first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's they, not like Major League Baseball where they'll hold a grudge against you for a yeah. while because you didn't talk to him, make you, oh, he doesn't deserve to go in on the first ballot. Uh, yeah, he does. No, like that was when Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, yeah. and Kobe Bryant all retired the same year. You're like, man, that's going to be a great Hall of Fame class. Right. You could say that when they all retired because we know as soon as their eligibility comes up, the only one that's crazy is Popovich has just never allowed his name to be in it. What do you so mean? Can, yeah, how can you do that? Uh, yeah, I'm like, how do well, you? Well, because you just say, I don't want to be. Like, well, coaches can kind of step off of it, I think, a little bit more because they're still active. Yeah, you haven't retired yet. Yeah, so you can say, look, I'm still active. I don't really want to do that yet. And then he finally said, okay, I'll put my name in the voting. And they're like, well, yeah, of course you're in. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, one of the greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, yeah. This, this is one of the greatest Hall of Fame classes ever. Well, let me just explain something to you. And my man Patrick's got the audio of this. Everybody is excited about. The Hall of Fame class, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to D Wade, but one Paul Pierce oh, no. at one point Hater. thought he had better stats than obviously D Wade. Hmm. But our man Jalen Rose had something to say about that. <laughs> it was my turn. My turn. No, no, my turn. No, don't backtrack. Don't backtrack. He's made All NBA First Team twice. Paul hasn't done it. He made. 
All-NBA eight times to your four. Ooh. He's made All-Defensive team three times to Ow. your zero. Ooh, zero. That's rough. He's won one scoring title. You weren't able to win a scoring title. That's too bad. He has three rings. You have one ring. Ooh, three is bigger than one. What are we oh, doing? He's, just, he's just the hype man over there, huh? Just the hype man. I love Michelle Beadle yeah. in the back hyping it up mm-hmm. like, oh, those Zero. numbers, those numbers to you uh, sound a little bit different, oh, don't they? When did Paul Pierce express this uh, This was ni- uh, 2019. Yeah, Paul, Paul Pierce okay. has a reputation for saying that he is one of the greatest players of all time. Like, Paul Pierce in his own head is a top five all-time NBA player. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, he has said many times that him and Kobe were really, really close. No. Yes. So, he, no, yes. No, what? Paul Pierce believes that he is one of the greatest basketball players who's ever played the game of basketball. That I'm just, I'm just, and I know, but that is that is what Paul Pierce believes, and so that's why Jalen Rose and stuff will get off because Jalen Rose is like, look, I know I was really good, but I get those guys were at another level than me, and Paul Pierce is like, no, 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 I was and like, dude, no, you weren't, you were really good, yeah, but you were not, you're, you're not there, you were not immediate like. It's like me saying DBU like me and Jerry Gray. We're like (laughs) on the same level. Like me, Jerry Gray, and Huff Daddy. And we might be on that Mount Rushmore. Like, no, Robbie, Robbie, you're on the Rushmore. No, no, I'm not. You're way down there, man. You're like in the valley. And then I can see the Rushmore (laughs) from where I am. Right. Like like Paul Pierce is, remember making the band with P. Diddy? Yeah. And then Dave Chappelle asked him, who are your favorite rappers? And he said, Dylon, Dylon, <laughs> Dylon, Dylon, yeah. and Dylon. That's what Paul Pierce thinks of yeah. himself. That it's true. Great. That's a great <laughs> reference. Oh, man, that is yeah. classic. That's where, that's where Paul Pierce thinks he is. And that is why when I look at this class and you look at who the players are, Dirk Nowitzki has a statue. Dirk Nowitzki has a statue outside of the American Airlines Arena. Yeah, they should give him one in Miami, but they can't even keep a name on that building. Exactly. So I don't know if they're going to get him a statue, but he deserves one. I mean, they call it Wade County. Hey, hey I'll know, tell you this. Yeah. One of the craziest things is to remember Dwayne Wade should have been a Piston. Right. He should have been. And if not, Chris Bosh should have been a Piston. But they took Darko Milicic second in that draft. Exactly. Ahead of, of Dwayne Wade. Wow. Think about that. Like, that's crazy. I forget yeah. about that. I didn't LeBron, and then Darko, and then Dwayne Wade out of Marquette. And then Chris Bosh. And then Chris Bosh. And then Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Wow. Think about or no, that. Carmelo Anthony was third. Was Dwayne third. Wade was fifth. Sorry. Yeah. And then that, was, was, that was a really good draft class. That was a great draft class. And, and somehow the Pistons completely whipped. <laughs> Big time. Oh, shocker. Right. <laughs> Shocker! Hey, the, the Pistons like to win. Uh, I know they were they wanted they won the NBA title that year I, before. I want to say that, and yeah. then whiffed on the draft because they had it from a trade, so they could have just kept the dynasty alive instead. If they had to but they didn't want to draft a guy that they had to play immediately. So yep. they were like, "We'll get this prospect, and then we'll be good in a few years." As opposed to just Drafting taking any of the other four the three guys. Exactly. The next three picks. Are all Hall of Famers Chris yes. Bosh, Carmelo Anthony, and and Dwayne Wade? And you could argue they drafted any of those players. Exactly, they would have had better. another title run at least once. Yes, wow. Yeah, that hurts no doubt. right there. Yeah. Oh man, I, yeah, I didn't realize a nice little nugget there. Uh, all right, so that's the basketball Hall of Fame. Also, uh, NBA news, and we'll get into this a little bit later on too. We'll talk some more NBA. KD making his return reportedly tonight, uh, yep. so we'll talk about that oh, too. And, and other good NBA news: get the Hornets are still winning games, so I think the Spurs are getting pretty close to being okay <laughs> here. We got like a five and a half game uh, lead for in the Tankathon. 
So we're we're in oh, that bottom are, three. You guys are beating up the Rockets in the Tankathon. No, no, no. But it doesn't matter. Bottom three, all the same. Oh, odds. same odds. So yeah. bottom three, as long as you're in that bottom three. But the Hornets were getting a little close there. Oh, uh, of uh, knocking you guys out to knocking us down to oh, four, okay. which is no good. Yeah. But uh, the Hornets started to win a few games there at the end of the season. So we would basically have to win, I think, six or seven out of the last seven, so and they have, would have to lose out. You have the Mavs to thank for that. Did they start to tank too? Well, because then they lose to the Hornets. They did, and then the Hornets also beat OKC. I think. Yeah. They beat, they've beaten a few teams. Hey, the, so. the Mavs lost to them twice, like back yeah. to back. Yeah. yeah. So the, I think the Mavs might have did that on purpose. Actually, yep. the Mavs do not. They, they as an organization, they do hate the Spurs that much. We know that. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side, right here, Baldo Lie, Royal Four Nine, the Horn. This is easily one of my favorite karaoke songs. When I uh, do karaoke, it's one of my easy, one of my top jams. This, this version or the Limp Biscuit version? No, this version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that. That's a Limp Biscuit there version. There is a Limp Biscuit version of this song. Oh, Faith? Why? Yep. Oh, why? Wow. Why? <laughs> Man, because if you didn't hate Limp Biscuit enough, they did this. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, wow. Yeah, this is yeah, this is the jam right here. All right, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. When Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack, plays those selections for us, and based on these selections, we are supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. And I got to tell you, I love the song, but I got nothing. I'm I'm way away from uh, this, bro. All right, I'm gonna give I y'all. A, com- I think it's a comedy. I'm gonna give y'all a hint okay. going in to think about this going to the next song. This might be the newest movie we have done, most recent movie we've ever done. Oh, wow. That's good. That, that actually does help. The most so I, newest? I know, the, the, the most, most, most recent, recent this may be, I can't say for sure because I don't remember every movie mm. we've done, but this may be the most recent. Okay. Okay. All right. That's good. Usually the top of the four is like the the softball for us. Yeah. That's the, the, uh, that's the easy one for us. And hopefully we'll see. We'll, we'll see if that one is a gimme. It's not Footloose again, so right? <laughs> no, that, that's not recent. I just can't think of what it could be, but I like the songs though so far. All right, I, I got comedy in my head for some reason. I think it's a comedy. Now I'm going to get like focused on that, and I know that's yep, probably yep, the wrong thing yep. to do. Uh, all right, uh, go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all your social media platforms. My man uh, Harge was actually at. A baseball game yesterday. No doubt. Doing a little scouting. I did. I did. I went over to uh, Westlake High School. Westlake was taking on Anderson. The Trojans nice. were playing there. And uh, Westlake won 9 to nothing. When I ended up leaving the game, obviously, you know your boy wasn't going to stay there forever. <laughs> but I did go over there and check it out. Got a chance to watch uh, the small uh, wide receiver. Remember the wide oh, receiver? Yes. That small? Oh, he's a beast yeah, of an athlete. Yeah, he plays center field for, for oh, Anderson. Does, I got man. a chance to watch him Not play a little bit. That. Got a chance to watch my boy uh, Aiden Bennett play shortstop. And just to clarify, everybody thought that Aiden had signed with Howard University when it was Howard <laughs> JC. We just wanted to make sure that we got that figured out. <laughs> Cause uh, I heard the I heard the, yes, I, the I think, going back and forth between yes, Chad and I think Zay. Chad, he said Howard, and I was like Howard. <laughs> yeah, and, and Zay was he like, does Howard? have flavor, but yeah, not yeah. that He's much like, flavor. From what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he did. Oh, he did well. Um, Theo Ginn, who is somebody that is going to move up draft boards pretty quickly. He's 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 that guy. Really? You know, he is him, as the youngsters okay. like to say. 
He's that guy. Got some speed. Got some sock in the bat. Played well. So it's been really, really. Uh, it was really fun to go over there and watch this team play. Speaking of Westlake, they are now ranked number sixteen in the country. In the I country, believe, by Max Preps. What? Um, they are twenty-one and one, and they are riding a sixteen-game win streak. Sounds familiar. Kind of like the Longhorns at fifteen. Game win streak. So, I can't believe this. Is there is their baseball team always that good? They're solid. They're always solid. Okay. But these these guys are getting older. They got commits mm. to different universities. Um, it's a solid, solid baseball team. Sounds like it. Yeah, no so, question. Good to see uh, them play last night. Um, all right, glad my man Howard is getting out there, getting some eyes on uh, some of these prospects, some of these players. And you um, never know where I'll pop up again. So. Be prepared, your boy. Wipe me in the stands, another one. Hey, he do know every damn body. I tell y'all that all the time. That's for sure. Yep. All right, go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. All right, we come back. We'll get into a little NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Apparently, uh, author Blank gave a reason for his disinterest in Lamar Jackson. Jim Irsay might have said a little too much, and Aaron Rodgers apparently cannot return the call of the Green Bay come Packers. Come on, Aaron. Yeah, we'll talk about that. And more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.